Rick Manning, good morning. Americans for Limited Government just trying to keep everybody on an even keel. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. It was a we didn't have six inches of rain, um, and uh, so things were uh, pretty normal in in my uh, little abode. Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm so let's get to it. I want to ask first of all because this is something that uh, our listeners could help you with. Um, uh, the uh, Americans for Limited Government website is looking for some survey information. Three biggest issues, please. Click on this and tell us what your three biggest issues are. What are you trying to accomplish? What what information are you looking for? Well, it's, we're actually trying to figure out what uh, what people, when they are, without being prompted, you know, although we give them six or eight issues, um, we're trying to figure out what people care about. It's a... Um, we get a reasonable idea from the clicks on the web, on the articles sure. and the like of the people who receive it. But um, it was something that uh, we decided we would do just to um, um, try to get a point of emphasis and see where if people care about one thing over another, then, you know, when we're choosing articles that we're going to write or articles we're going to pick up from elsewhere, we're we're going to try to accommodate that so people are getting content that they want. Well, I get the newsletter, so I have honestly forgotten the address, alg.com.org. It's getliberty.org. Oh, getliberty. Okay, getliberty.org. That's the – okay, okay. That's uh, Americans for Limited Government's website uh, is uh, getliberty.org. Then then go to the uh, survey question and uh, let Rick and his team know. Right. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. We uh, we actually um, do use it. We are going to uh, uh, we try to structure stuff so it's people you know people are getting the articles they want. Truthfully, we we'll also we our first priority is to give you the articles you need, the ones that are actually going on. Um, but when there's a when we're looking at something that's in kind of a discretionary spot, we want to pull something that, together that people are going to be interested in seeing. And I I look forward to finding out how the rest of the country feels about uh, the uh, issues around the country, around the globe. We've been talking here an awful lot about mandates with regard to uh, uh, green energy and uh, and green vehicles and so forth. Uh, uh, energy or I'm sorry, vehicle experts out of Detroit say it's going to be very difficult for the auto industry to get 50 percent of vehicles on the road. Uh, being electric, primarily because of the supply and demand, they won't be able to make enough of them. And unless the government intends to increase its subsidy substantially, the cars will be in more more demand because of mandate and much more expensive. That's going to put those vehicles out of reach for an awful lot of people. And we haven't even talked about what happens in 10 years or so when those vehicles need uh, to be replaced. What do you do with those batteries and so forth? Yeah, this is another, um, I'm from Washington, and I'm here to help moment. Um, if you remember, uh, under the Obama administration, they decided to do cash for clunkers. And oh, sure, with sure. cash for clunkers, the idea was they're going to pay, they're going to try to get all the, uh, the lower-end cars off the road and uh, for environmental purposes, of course. The downs, of course, what happened was people at the lower end of the income spectrum, suddenly the price of the vehicle went dramatically up. It caused uh, real problems for people being able to afford to get cars because the cars that, that you know, you get for your teenager or somebody who was just trying to get back and forth to work um, without much money, 
Um, those cars have been taken off the road because the federal government had become a competitor in the marketplace. Sure. And it was a and so for people who were at the lower end of the income scale, it was a disaster. Um, you know, electric cars are expensive. Electric cars um, are going to have uh, have a lot of other challenges. If you have to live in a cold weather spot, for instance, which I know lacrosse is, uh, electric cars have had a history of having problems working in the winter because batteries drain and the like. And you know, when a battery drains, it's like uh, a leak in your gas tank. So it's a so you have some serious. Uh, technological problems in terms of cold weather uh, usage. And last time I checked, a significant part of the country actually lives in cold weather environments and doesn't live in the South or the or California. So that's your, uh, so there's some significant challenges technological, but once again, this is, uh, it's ironic um, because the, when the Trump administration attempted to uh, change the CAFE standards, the, the standards for mileage that you have to get um, on average fleet, the the people who actually were not on board were the big auto manufacturers. A lot of them were going along with states like California that wanted high, higher uh, CAFE standards. And as a result, and now this is the uh, the Biden administration response is we're just going to mandate uh, 50% electric cars. Um, there's not enough lithium in the world. That's a significant problem. There's not enough lithium in the world to do this. To fire up those batteries, and, sure. Yeah, to make the batteries. And secondly, places like uh, the environmental is also attacking the electric, electric electricity grid. In places like California, they're conversely they're going to say get electric cars. But oh, by the way, we're limiting we're limiting the amount of electricity we're going to generate. <laughs> well, that's not a good combo. And uh, you look at the rest of the Green New Deal plan, and you combine it with uh, with the electric car mandate. And you're going to have a lot of people driving and having bricks in their yards because there won't be electricity to actually uh, make them go. Yeah, that's and it's tough when you start thinking about. Well, let's see. I need. I have this much electricity. Do I heat or cool my house? Do I cook some food or do I charge my car so I can go to work? Uh, when you have to choose like that, because the uh, the American way has gone away. Uh, by being replaced by the I don't know the woke mob who doesn't have to worry about it because they get their energy from uh, I don't know from unicorn dust or something. Yeah, man, mandates are rarely work because they don't fit into a marketplace. Um, electricity, if you if you eliminate electricity demand or electricity supply and you put more demand in place. You get brownouts, you get blackouts, you get uh, you get problems. trouble. And, get trouble. And here's the main thing: we know everybody will use their chargers to keep their cell phones going, and everything else will come in second. So we'll have a bunch of people with cell phones without the ability to actually do anything else because electric cars will eat up huge amounts of electricity. Oh, the rest Elon of the Musk energy. Wants nuclear. But we'll see what happens. GetLiberty.org. That's the place to go if you want to read any more. Uh, Rick Manning, thanks. By the way, I just want to, I just want to push everybody to, uh, if you're poking around on YouTube, try to find the acceptance speech of Tamara Mensa. She's a U.S. wrestler, women's uh, wrestler. She won the gold medal. You want to see what gratitude uh, and and thrill about being an American and being a member of the U.S. A wrestling team. Watch her acceptance speech. T 
T-A-M-Y-R-A, Tamra Mensa, M-E-N-S-A-H. You will get goosebumps, if not teary-eyed, watching her thank America for giving her this chance. It was an amazing little three-minute speech 